Hello and welcome to episode three of the 361 Lifeline podcast. I'm Alice Smith and I'm joined by Jess Hawks. Hi Jess. Hi. How are you today? I'm pretty good, um, all things considered. Just did one of the most stressful food shops of my life. Oh, is this a is this a good time to call you? Well, I'm not even going to let you answer that because we're doing the podcast. It's now or never. But I feel I feel your pain. Um, and today we are on it. We're three six one lifeline, and we're coming out to you twice a week with mental health tips Tuesday and Sunday at six. Um, and today is episode three, and it's called Sex. We just called it Sex to get you to listen. Well, actually, I've been looking at who's been listening, and they're everybody's under 30 so I've got a horrible feeling that today I'm going to become like a hated figure amongst you all with my puritanical views on porn and celibacy well it's a difficult subject so I think everyone's gonna say something controversial you know I don't necessarily think it is a puritanical view to hold I hope not but I have looked through and all the under 30s are listening to us which is great but it's made me slightly nervous you know with the generation gap but um yeah today we're going to talk about sex we the reason why I've chosen this is because I'm very really interested in have a look at this tonight if you switch on the news um what's not being said I'm really interested in this Jess because I think Okay, this is what's being said. It's a very, very small section. You can do this with anything, by the way, with your relationships, friendships, everything. But it, it kind of, you know, it's a bit challenging. You think, what's not being said? And I had to think and thought, haven't heard anybody mention the fact that they're not having sex? Uh, so they'll, you know, they'll talk about not being able to have a date or meet up. Um, but obviously, you know, it's a big thing. And uh, it struck me as a bit of a taboo. And, and I like taboos so um today we're going to talk about sex we're going to talk about sex in lockdown which sounds like some sort of snm thing but it isn't as far as i know um we're going to talk about celibacy and we're just going to increase the contra- controversy to have a little chat about porn as well and um me and jess are we may have to agree to disagree let's see so um yeah but part one we're going to be talking about sex in lockdown and um what to do with those feelings that you might be having that you can't the urges and I'm going to hand this over to Jess uh, because I can't really speak from experience at the moment Um, and just getting some thoughts really Jess on this whole issue. Okay thank you Alice Um, it is an interesting subject it's interesting that you picked it Uh, my dissertation was on pornography and its effects on fetish wear so yeah it is something like I do actually you know, have done a fair amount of research into as well. So this is going to get interesting. But um, yeah, sex during lockdown. um, I'm predicting there's probably going to be, you know, a major increase in the consumption of porn. I've discussed this at length with like several friends over, you know, Skype and various things. Um, And we discussed like how unhealthy a lot of it is. So it's going to be interesting, like the changing nature going forward of the sex people have out of lockdown as well. But I mean, in lockdown at the moment, I don't know, I think a lot of people are avoiding the subject if they're doing the long distance thing, because it's a reminder of the fact you can't physically touch your partner. Um, You know, and that's definitely something like I'm struggling with, like I'm struggling with, you know, all aspects of the not no touchy touchy thing. So, you know, not even hugging which is really weird 
Um, another interesting thing that's going to come out of this is probably the fetishization of certain aspects of it because that tends to be what happens like post-World War II. There was a bunch of fetishization on like gas masks and stuff. So we're probably going to see a rise in, you know, face masks coming out of this because it's what we're exposed to. And, you know, people have urges and they're going to make links. So it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, So let's just break this down, you know, for somebody of my age. Are you saying that people are just going to watch a load of porn because they're feeling horny? possibly or possibly and possibly not like it depends on the situation due to you know a fair amount of people are going to be locked in with their partners so hopefully they are practicing safe sex you know safe sane and consensual um but it like it's such a broad spectrum outside of lockdown anyway like within lockdown you're going to have some people turning to that some people are going to find their sex drives are going to go through the floor because their mental health on a decline. I know mine does because, you know, we're protecting ourselves. Um, some people are probably going to choose, you know, different methods. It literally depends on, again, it's personal. So for me, I've never really been one for watching porn anyway. So, like, I had a quick skim through some stuff not really interested in a lot of what's out there because I think it's a bit extreme um if you look at porn historically and the way when it had production budget it was probably a healthier atmosphere in certain ones you know you can tell the difference in like the whole consent thing and there's a lot of things that make me very uncomfortable Um, yeah we're gonna we'll come onto porn later and 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 sex work which is um uh, a title that I don't like which again may cause uh, a little bit of discussion um I'm, well, I'm sure it will but um yeah so but but for now we're thinking about um this idea of you being in a relationship say not you personally Jess but you know just someone's in listening and they're in a relationship and uh should they should they bring this up you know on their Skype should should they bring up their urges or is it all is it all just going to be are we going to be British and pretend uh we don't have urges uh with our partners mm-hmm. what what do you reckon is going to happen there um if you're in a healthy relationship you should be having open dialogue about you know your sexual wants and urges like the whole point of sex for a lot of people isn't for baby making it's for pleasure and bonding so like you should be open to discussing you know wants desires and different things um you know some people are probably going to be turning to getting a little bit kinky on camera and if that's your bag and that's what you want to do and it's consensual you know all power to you but like again it literally depends as I said I'm finding it difficult because I don't know when I'm next going to hug someone and stuff so I'm trying like personally because of my mental health being a bit wobbly you know my sex drive is all over the place so it's a bit of a weird one like to sit and discuss it on cam especially which is a bit for me that's a bit weird but there are going to be people that will be doing it and you know if it strengthens your relationship you know you do you this this brings up all kind of red flags for me as a survivor of sexual abuse um 
I mean, yeah. in terms of could this be, could this end up being coercive? Uh, could it be recorded and shared? Um, you know, I, I, I feel quite, feel quite worried about this. And, and as you've said before, it depends on your relationship. But do you think, you know, do you think there could be some repercussions of this with, because not everybody's in a healthy relationship, are they? Or they might think they were, but until they realise that their, you know, their boobs are flying around the world. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, it's sort of, is it just me feeling slightly worried about what's going to be going out there? No, it's not just you, and that should be, you know, also a concern. There's um, a really good Facebook group that tackles uh, revenge porn, and they give tips for, like, how to encrypt your stuff if you are going to do that. Um, and, yeah, like, that's a perfectly normal thought pattern, especially if you've experienced it. So how do people access uh, that page? Um, it's on Facebook. Let me just get it up on my computer. I cannot remember the name of it. I will provide a link. Yeah, maybe maybe um, we'll give we'll give that out after the track then. So um, while Jess is having a look for that, if if you are deciding that you want to get um, whatever you want to do on camera, um, then yeah, maybe maybe you could have a think about. I know you. I know you're trusting people listening. You're trusting the, your partner, but. Um, oh come on don't trust anyone 100% I don't, can't believe I'm saying that to you but it's good advice um, so while Jess yeah. looks for that link we'll we'll just have uh, the first track um, and you know what I really like naked dancing to this uh, track and uh, no it's okay you don't have to imagine that unless it would turn you on then fine but it's a really good one for naked dancing and uh, Spotify for some reason is only giving us 30 seconds of these tracks so you better strip off now here it is Super Freak by Loki Hi and welcome to Lifeline part two and we're on episode three sex and we've talking about sex so if you haven't been in for the first part where were you? I mean, it's, it's probably going to get kinkier as it goes along. Um, I'm Alice Smith and I'm talking to Jess Hawkes, who's going to give us hopefully a bit of a link. Because just to fill you in, we were talking about um, if you're going on a webcam and you're going to be uh, just, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. You see, I'm hopeless at this. Whatever you're doing on webcam, you need to protect yourself, even if you think your partner's the be all and end all. Um, any look with the link, Jess? Um, I cannot find it right now, but I will definitely get one so we can put it on the page, maybe. All right, we'll do that. Um, yeah, so um, this this part is, yes, it's all over to me now, Jess, because it's about celibacy. Don't switch off now. So um, I think it's interesting what I'm going to say, because uh, I've been celibate for about four years. I think it's more, but what happens is after about three, you kind of lose heart. No, <laughs> you lose track. So I think it could be as much as as four years yeah 2016 so um four years in August and uh, like my sobriety which is three years I kind of fell into all the decisions I've ever made into my life um and uh, so I just decided to stop dating you know stop having sex let's spell it out and um I went from a very 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 promiscuous time to zero sexual activity and uh so i'm four years on so i thought well this might be something that you might want to listen to re um listeners because um i i suppose i've experienced both extremes uh you know i'm very good at swinging one way and the other in my life <laughs> um as my 
uh, alter ego Swingerella. That's why I chose it really because I, I've swung from high promiscuity to celibacy, and let's hope I don't swing back um, or hell will freeze over. But yeah, um, what I found as I went towards, as I stopped dating and stopped having sex, was that eventually uh, I didn't want it anymore or need it then. Um, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that a little bit that, you know, if this does go on for a long time where you can't see your partner, actually those urges do lessen and they do eventually go. Um, and, you know, I'm talking about, I know everybody's different, but I'm talking about, you know, I had, I was, I was having a lot of sex and then I went to nothing. So I do know something about the urges. And uh, this is a quote that says, uh, food creates hunger. Don't know if you've heard of that, Jess. I, yeah, I have heard that one. So we're not hungry until we smell the food. So um, I think this is pretty much explains celibacy for me. So uh, once once I kind of stopped, then everything fell away. So all my behaviors fell away. So my WhatsApp messaging, you know, all those weird booty call messages you get and all that kind of world that you're into when you're single and being promiscuous, they all went and then they fell away. Now, I personally, I think, I think the more we're going to do on webcam and the more stuff we're going to get into while we're having to be involuntary celibate, um, from my point of view, it kind of makes us more horny. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the opposing view, you know, of, of actually just trying a little bit of celibacy and just settling into it until until you don't have to do four years, but until that point where uh, we're all together again. And I found it really healing. So the other thing I wanted to say was that as somebody who's experienced a lot of uh, sexual assault and rape. I would say that I found it, it um, this period of my life healing, and that's probably why I've done it for longer than I kind of intended, because um, it's it's helping me to get in touch with, uh, you know, my body if it feels pain or the fact that it belongs to me. So I don't want this to sound too deep, but but um, I have found it quite healing. So yeah, I just wondered what you reckon to what I'd said, Jess. Yeah, but it is a deep thing especially if you're someone that has survived trauma like um you know your relationship with sex and everything can become extremely unhealthy I know mine did for the first like two years post my last relationship um and you know right now some of your urges are going to be really hit and miss as well because you know you're going through um trauma responses and fight or flight is going to be kicking in a little bit but I do think it probably gives us all a lot of time to maybe reevaluate our relationships with things like sex and porn because some of us are going to have harbored very unhealthy like you know tendencies and we're going to be engaging in things that as I said it's like skimming through porn for me recently I didn't realize just how obscenely extreme a lot of it had become I don't understand some of the obsessions I don't understand like how aggressive a lot of it is because that to me isn't you know something enjoyable it's not something enjoyable to watch necessarily either like you know and I think maybe giving ourselves time to actually use it as self-reflection 
Yeah, that's a good point because they're almost two extremes, aren't they, celibacy and porn? I mean, uh, to be celibate for a length of time, I'm arguing you have to get, you have to cut off your supply, which includes porn. You've got to cut off your whole supply. So if, if you know, if you if you do have a partner that you love and you know you're not going to be able to see them for a while, um, I would challenge people to cut off the whole supply of all that stuff because um, it, it actually makes you more itchy. Um for porn yeah i haven't watched it for a long time uh so i probably would be shocked if i if i tuned in again um so you're talking about it being violent um some of it like it just it just seems very extreme now you know um if you go through the first kind of pages and for me like it's the same with like if i'm having actual sex with someone if you're not all enjoying it what's the point like you know and it's it's just a really weird world because you know a lot of it is modern porn production and how a lot of it doesn't have budget because they're clicking for rev um uh ad revenue so you know the actresses actors probably aren't paid very well there's been a whole load of scandals um leading up to lockdown considering some like major sites and stuff with you know questionable morality and it is one of those because sex sells as well so you know it's probably always going to be there but whether or not you choose to consume it and what you choose to consume is down to you that's right i mean there's been some areas of questioning of trafficking hasn't there with the with the porn sites um i think from what you've said we're we're coming on to consent so even though we you know we've called our episode sex i think after the music we're, get, we're going to talk about consent because that's come up several times and celibacy is linked to gr a growing feeling of having consent after a time when you haven't so let's have uh, my second track uh, 30 seconds only of the power of love and it's beautiful this one uh, by gabrielle applin Hello and welcome back to part three of 361 Lifeline. We're on episode three. We're talking about um, sex and celibacy. And uh, we've been decided to move on to talk about porn now because uh, we've we've touched on that element um, because Jess was saying that um, possibly there's going to be a bigger um, consumption and it is consumption. This is we're talking about appetite here of porn during lockdown when people can't actually have sex. No one's talking about this. So we decided to. Um, and we were thinking about consent. Um, and so. Um, Jess, you say you've you've tuned in and had a little look at recent porn, and I haven't. Um, what's 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 happening with consent there? Like it depends on the production company for a starter. I'm going to point out there are some brilliant sites out there that are still producing high end stuff where they sit the actress down, they go, "What do you want to do?" And she sits there and she's glowing and she's all like, "I want to do all this because it's exciting," and then that's what they do and you know it's high fantasy stuff and there's obvious consent you know a lot of the amateur stuff is a lot better because again it's normally people within relationships that actually care about each other just having fun in front of a camera but you know if you read through a lot of the main pages for porn sites like one of the top ones is like forced like I keep seeing that word and it's horrific you know especially wow. 
yeah like it just to be that blatant and this was something that I covered again in my dissertation where I was looking at like I was looking at the definition of porn and it was to do with the new porn law that came through I don't know when but to do with um like rating porn what it can and cannot include if it's produced in the UK and consumed in the UK um and you know a lot of modern media not even just porn but a lot of our like modern um media so even tv shows like fail the obscenity test because a lot of them have forced sex scenes in and it's non and you're like this is messed up and it just seems like there's a lot of aggression behind it i don't know like what necessarily that stems from but it's rather extreme and to just keep seeing the words like forced or blackmail or you know it's a very unhealthy thing that's going it just seems to be going on within the porn world and it's very uncomfortable to view that is shocking. I mean, if we've I've sent some uh, voice uh, records around, and so have you, haven't you, Jess? To if you've had if you've got one of those, and you can actually, um, it'd be really great to hear for what you think. Do you think we're misrepresenting porn, or are you really against it? And or um, is celibacy something that you think is a good idea or not? Uh, or or some of the ideas that you've got around lockdown and carrying on a relationship, we'd love to hear from you. But it sounds like are you actually saying that? Um, after lockdown you said very early on in this episode that it's going to change sexual behaviors well you know me going out on the dating scene uh you know after a 20-year gap I noticed that I noticed that element of porn creeping into the bedroom um are you saying that uh this this is going to change again after lockdown probably I mean it's going to be interesting to see you know how people do interact with you know their sexual selves after you know celibacy and if they're not because again some people are going to be living with their partners and having sex you know some people are in relationships that are sexless and you know however it works for you it works for you but it is going to be interesting to see how people interact with it post lockdown you know um we're already seeing you know of rise in abuse cases and stuff which is horrific so it's going to be in um i think china had a record divorce rate post lockdown as well so it is going to be interesting like just the impact in general that yeah i think it's really interesting that you're looking ahead jess and actually you know looking out over the horizon and, and also I've, I've got to say that's a really great mental health strategy because you know um you, you wake up sometimes don't you think oh my god i'm in this so it's good that you're looking forward, but let's ha- let's have one of your tracks, Jess, um, and then we're going to move on to some poetry to finish. So uh, can you tell us what track you've chosen, your 30 seconds of music for? Um, it's Pain by... Oh, I can't remember the name of the artist, sorry. Um, is... let, let's say Thingy Bob. Yeah, Thingy Bob. Um, <laughs> boy Master or Bobby, Boy Beater or something? Um, I, oh God! <laughs> I can't remember. Like I know it starts with boy. Um, it's. I'm sorry, everybody. This sounds like a really dodgy track, but it's not. <laughs> it's a great track. Um, I. Like, um, a lot of my music's gone weirdly S and M recently, which I guess is my outlet. Um, <laughs> okay, well let's listen. Let's listen to Pain. I hope it isn't Boy Beater, but yeah, here's Pain.
I think actually pornography is becoming quite a issue in society these days. Um, it's so available to everybody and it's so graphic and it's becoming more and more hardcore because people people who are accessing this younger and younger, this is their new normal. They find it harder and harder to get off, as it were, because they're so used to being exposed to this at such a young age. Um, I have noticed when I've dated guys in their 20s, um, I am in my 30s, excuse me, um, that there is a severe lack of, shall we say, skill. Um, and I can only presume it comes from watching porn at such a young age. Um, obviously, porn is not really catered to showing how to pleasure a woman correctly. Um, so that is where a lot of the problem lies. And now I think it's going to become such an issue that it's going to be hard. I think sex is still a taboo subject, especially when it comes to discussing it with young people. Um, out of the fear of, like, if we talk about it with young people, they're going to go off start having sex, which isn't the case. Um, it should be more about kind of, like, teaching them more about what's um, healthy sort of sexual relationships look like. Um, and because they don't have access to that, a lot of people, um, young people, as young as 11, are accessing, like, hardcore pornography, and that's formulating their sex education. Um, which can be problematic is a lot of pornography is fantasy based and doesn't reflect what sort of sex is like for a lot of people. And the actors and stuff used in pornography often look a certain way. Um, and that can often not reflect how a lot of people look. And if they don't look that way, it can make people self-conscious and question their body, um, which can be problematic for a young person, especially. But it should only be used as sort of fantasy based, not as like real life sort of sexual experiences. Hello and welcome back to our final um, segment, as we could call it. I'm sure we could think of something more rude, really. But here we are. Um, we're talking about sex, 361 Lifeline, Alice Smith and Jess Hawks. And uh, we're hoping that you'll send us some voice clips of, uh, of what you think of what we've said so far. Uh, you know, don't be too rude. Um, we talked about uh, sex in lockdown, celibacy, porn. We, we've really, you know, we've really got the range, haven't we, Jess? Yeah, like pretty it's a pretty good range, pretty good range. Yeah, so um we're gonna finish off with poetry. We're gonna try and finish off with poetry every time. So do you have anything for us? Um I do. I also found the page that I was on about. It's called The Badass Army. It's battling against demeaning and abusive selfie sharing. There you go. Find them on Facebook. Wow. Them and I think Dr. Sex is another one on Facebook that will have links. There you go. You're welcome. I found Thank you. I want to join the badass army. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, again, this is another poem that I read with really rubbish delivery at the last one, um, but it's probably the most relevant because it's probably one of my most uh, heavily sexual. Um, I've just titled it there. There. You stood there laughing, breathing life into the silence. Silence that fell away from you. Not much else mattered, it was instant. That weird instant chemistry where something just clicked into place. Another bar, another night, back to yours, I meet your kiss. Fast forward a minute or so, in bed, naked, back split open, fingers around throat, seeing stars, brutal, beautiful. Better than drugs, taking over everything with finesse. No clumsy attempts, didn't have to play mother or teacher, you knew, you already knew. You shattered my peace. 
pouring passion and depth into parts of me I thought were dead. Christ, what am I doing? Now I'm staring with yearning. This post-midnight love affair, it's past three in the morning and I don't sleep well anyway. I'm undone, consumed by wanting, wanting you, up against me, exploring you, exploring me. Loving the way artists love. It's primal. It's perfectly imperfect. It's chaotically beautiful. My God, you really are a spanner in the works. I saw you perform that at Wallflower Express, Jess, and you had this really kind of cool leathery outfit on, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Um, listeners, she looked really sexy and she performed that. And there was me sitting surrounded by beers. You know, she didn't help my sobriety or celibacy that night, but it was great. It's a fa- and she did perform it well, whatever she says. Um, it's thank you, Jess. It's um, yeah, it, Wallflower Express, by the way. I've got uh, an Instagram live Tuesday and uh, Friday at 6 p.m. I hope I've got that right. And you just go on to Wallflower Express Instagram and you can watch half an hour of uh, of poetry and uh, mental health tips but yeah Jess Jess did a great performance thanks for that um I'm going to read something called my first time and uh, I wrote it just as I started to be celibate so I call it my vow of celibacy I wrote it on the beach in western supermare back in 2016 my first time lost and found amongst the chatter silence matters I sit alone but it's good for my health because I sit with myself for the first time and listen to the precursor cursory conversations that will lead to denigrations over breakfast. Will you break the fast with these men who hate how easily you rate yourself as lost? Or will you find that ultimately life is essentially kind to those who search? When you're lost, you're merchandise. They roll the dice and on the floor you're a four. A ten could make them high, then low again high dangling on a string but you your thing it's too easy you don't please yourself so there's an expectation that a rational conversation is enough but you are not enough you're half the woman you could be but it's catching this mediocrity you're matching because he's half the man he'll ever be are you ever going to see the light because you've got no money honey So the floor is where you spend the night. Vicious circle fairy tale. Fail and fail harder on your little square of sunshine. You're his brittle dare, sunshine. Find yourself, not another shadow of a lost boy. Lose your wish to be a toy. Broken people need a fix. Fix yourself, not with party tricks, but listen with your ear to the ground, lying in the lost and found. September 2016, first month of celibacy, Western Beach. Well, who'd have thought I'd still be here? So we got we had very, two very different poems there. One racy and one like, actually, I've had enough. <laughs> summarizes the polarization that's probably going to happen within people. <laughs> Yeah, so listeners, you've got to decide which one you're going to be for the foreseeable future. <laughs> the one that's fantasizing hard or the one that's saying, okay, I'm going to have a think about this now. This was a bit crap. I'm going to leave it. 
<laughs> so yeah they're the two so uh, thank you for joining us jess um do you have any final thoughts before we play out with your track uh, thank you ever so much for having me alice um i definitely gonna push the safe saying consensual like whether you're into kink or not um you know don't be getting all unhealthy just because you can you know because somebody's gonna be well uh, this is a hard one like I've had a fair few friends already have issues with people being invasive like you know if you're not feeling it don't do it if you don't feel comfortable doing something don't you can put your foot down and say no set boundaries and definitely with the stay safe thing um because unfortunately we live in a world where tech is a weapon just as much as it is you know in this case a godsend um yeah, thanks for that. And thanks for the links. And for my part, I think I'd just say to people, um, celibacy like sobriety is not actually um, uh, the unsexy thing you think it is. I get more interest now on celibate than I did before, because <laughs> obviously, you know, it's like anything else, isn't it? You just, it's a bit of a challenge. So, you know, try and think of it. If it's enforced upon you, try flipping your mind around to thinking actually it could be a break for your body and a little bit of healing yeah, time action um, for sure as well yeah it, it is really nice to have a break for your body honestly um and you can let it all grow if you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah what, what's our final track jess and uh, can you also remind listeners when they can hear us again every tuesday and sunday they can hear us again and um sorry my days of the week are like all over the place in my brain <laughs> um and it is Alanis Morissette's not the doctor that I'm finishing this with it's just a brilliant kind of empowering song and that's why I chose it thank you bye everyone see you on Sunday see you at six. Six.